What's up, y'all? How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So nice. So thoughtful. Welcome to Ruining Your Childhood, The Pitfalls of Nostalgia. We had the pleasure of sitting down with a good friend of mine. His name is Chance Random. You may have heard that name before, somewhere in your life. Chance used to play music with a group called The No-Gooders, Once Upon a Time. Been making music for a long time, that's how I got to know him. He went to Western Washington University in Bellingham, which is where I grew up. So that's how I got to know the dude. And he's a fantastic writer, fantastic human being. I had a really good time talking to him and a really good time catching up with him. Our interview here split into two parts. Uh, I guess you could call it more of a conversation than an interview, and that's why our segments are called Words With, as opposed to whatever else. So, part one here with Chance. Part two will come out next Wednesday. That is the 11th of May. I want to thank y'all for, uh, you know, sticking with us. I had to take a week off, taking a lot of school this quarter, and I'm getting my ass creamed with a hard cream. Yeah, it's not the greatest, but it actually is really good because I'm learning a lot of shit. And sometimes you got to take some shit to give some shit, to learn some shit, to get some shit. I don't know how the word, the, you know, the world works or the system works or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes you got to do some things. Needless to say, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, we took last week off and we're back at it now. Got another episode coming out this Sunday. And by Sunday, I mean Saturday night, depending on which coast you're on. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you are listening. Help us build that following, listenership, whatever it's called. Yeah, we just want to ruin some more childhoods, you know what I mean? We just want to connect with some more people, you know? Prod some more belly buttons, you know? Tickle some more armpits. Y'all saying? So let's get to it here with Chance. We reminisce on partying in Bellingham at the house known as Mission Control, if you know, you know. Some of the glories and pitfalls of uh, life in Alaska. Ambisonic recording. And we learn about some bud tending stories. All that jazz. So give this a go. Part two coming out next week. Thank you all for tuning in and rock on. you still have your studio set up but you don't make music anymore uh i have a very i mean i don't really this is just like in my apartment yeah so i just did that to my uh to my wall because i like that shit but um i have half of a studio now pretty much i have literally one uh monitor because the other one sizzled out i have the same thing do you want a do you want a monitor for free is it a rocket five no, but it's a it's an Alesis five. I don't know, but I mean, you could have two fives. <laughs> that makes a ten, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to throw mine away, or just like put it on Craigslist for like ten dollars, you know, because you know you can go get a new pair of them for a hundred and whatever bucks. I mean, I, I, honestly, I've been I've been working on like little bits here and there, just kind of like fucking with the same beats for the last while but i just summed a mono and i just treat it like a little aventone cube you know mm-hmm. and then figure out the uh, stereo shit in the headphones but yeah i haven't really been making stuff i did get in the uh the studio with the triceracorn boys the other day so i guess we're working on some some pretty killer stuff we have the we have like demos of three songs yeah i think he sent me two songs beige did nice I haven't talked to IG in a while. Uh, I, th- I don't know if I still have his number. Yeah, he's he's super hiding out. I don't think it's changed, but I can give it yeah, to you. If I, I know, I know. It's one of those things where it's not like we don't... I haven't talked to him in a long time because we don't talk. It's just he's on life shit. I'm on life shit. Daddy duty. Exactly. Yep. I know he's always one of those guys where, you know, you see him and it's just like old times with him. Mm-hmm. Except without the the red bull absolutely he still fucks with the red bull and when it was hanging out it was like tequila and fucking some kind of some kind of soda i don't know maybe it was just like seven up but yeah 
he's still going hard when he needs to. Yeah, I wish I had the stamina to like. I'm not. I'm just not a night person. But sometimes I wish I could like go out with some of my super drunk friends and just be the designated driver. But as long as I don't know, because I used to do that kind of shit, but it was always at my house with the parties and mission control and everything. Yeah, yeah, you were always the host, man. Dude, were you at the fucking party? Probably. I don't remember who it was. I think it was like, like Mike Harris and Asher. But they had they just like opened up my fridge and we're just going through it, right? And it's, that's whatever, right? Because uh-huh. you know, whatever, it, it's, it's fucking party. Sure. But they just like found some like tomatoes, like cherry tomatoes, and it was just like turned into like a fucking tomato fight and i just like walked in and i was just like what the fuck are you guys doing? i was just like dude come on like sounds sounds familiar but i don't know my big my big memory from parties at mission control is uh or when he backed aaron's car into the ditch and i had to like pay for the towing to get it out because he was my ride back to seattle that was tight i forgot about that most interactions i have with him on twitter yeah um, and he, he gets saucy on twitter Everyone's he gets real saucy. I don't, he gets real saucy. Yeah, he brings I, out the sauce in me too, which I appreciate actually. Yeah, sometimes you got to get saucy with someone, and I like how you guys, you know, immediately were just like giving. Uh, well, not immediately, but right afterward, are giving each other music suggestions. So it's just like, but that's how. Yeah, super squash. Yeah, yeah like internet beef. It's always like quote unquote. It's our internet arguments are always conflated to be these like super over the top things, and it's just like sometimes people just want to like argue at each other. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you got to yell at your homie who, and grab him by the shoulders and slap him in the face when he's hey. an idiot. <laughs> that's, you know, I've always been known to bring the real. I think that's one of my, one of my brands in our friend group. Yeah. I mean, I used to hate on all ignorant rap until Jake Zubich taught me that I was being an idiot. And by taught me, I mean, he sat me down at his, his house. And it was like, Pete Game. Turned on Juicy J, Stay Trippy. There you go. And go backward from there. You know, just turned it up really loud. Well, he turned it up really loud and then started like rolling some joints and like didn't say anything to me. And so it was just like me like arguing with myself and him just like not responding and just like letting the music speak for itself. Absolutely. The music won. And it was just like one of those things where like he, he would just like every now and then, you know, his response would just be. <laughs> just do the Bernie. Okay, hell yeah, dude. Zubich, yeah, he he talked. Yeah, and you know who's and who's like the most like interpolated and ripped off group in rap right now, but three six. Yep. Talk about nostalgia and not necessarily ruining your childhood, but at least throwing back to it. Like yep. three six is in everything. One day one day I'll get Gangsta Boo on a on a please, on please an interview. Do. Please do. That's my goal. She's one of my 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 dream. She's in my the dream list, but she's actually not too far away because there's like I know people that know people that are adjacent, mm-hmm. or you know there's there's always that's how it is. You know what I mean? It's just like as as we've moved through this world and existed for a certain period of time, there's always like you know three to five degrees of separation from anyone, especially if you're in an industry or you've tried to be in an industry or fringe followed an industry i guess for yep. uh, as long as we have that is as niche as hip-hop is because it can you know it can seem like it's this great big giant thing and everyone knows what three six mafia is well, a lot of people know what three six mafia is even if their favorite artists were influenced by them but not everyone knows who juicy J is individually or project pat or gangsta boo or or fucking dj paul or any of these people you know crunchy black shout out crunchy black yep yep Yep. i used to work with a guy his name was chris p white chris p yeah chris p no his middle name was started with a p i I don't know but his display name was chris p white and that used to make me laugh a lot when i worked with him shout out chris p white and crunchy black salute yeah yeah crunchy boo Isn't that like Bam Margera's favorite band, Himsa? H-I-M-S-A? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything about Bam. That was a, that since, was a, that was a deep pull. <laughs> that's, a, that's real deep. I mean, what was yeah. the shit before Jackass? What was that called again? CKY. Can't Kill Yourself. Yeah, that's that's the last time I followed Bam was the CKY days. So, yeah, it's been a long time. I did see the new Jackass. So it was. Did it yeah. entertain you? It was entertaining as hell. It was a whole lot of cock, man. 
whole lot, yeah. three fourths of it, yeah. easily. But you know, it's funny. They figured it out a long time ago. They're like, dude, ma- <laughs> they really male penises. Male penis is funny. Oh, it's funny. Like, we're just gonna In every iteration. Yeah. You know, nobody has like a beautiful cock. No, they're all funny. They're all funny. I was talking about that with uh, with Rob because I had to do in in some of my human sexuality classes, I had to watch a uh, penis, um, you know, just a slideshow of different dicks. No, no, I watched a documentary on labioplasties and mm-hmm. you know penis surgeries, enhancement surgeries. That's the word because it's not sure. always enlargement, right? Right. Sometimes it's simply cosmetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's because a lot of people they would do the thing because they don't want to actually have a bigger dick altogether they just want to have it look like they have a bigger dick when it's flaccid so there's like this huge locker room culture thing so one of the things that they do is they snip this little tenon that's like you know at the base of your shaft and it just makes it flop it just makes it flop more so everyone's everyone's got a little bit of extra inside of them (laughs) yeah you just got to let it show you gotta let it hang yeah sometimes the doctor needs to you know bring it out of you yeah it's like you need this man yeah. This is more of a mental health visit than anything. <laughs> yeah. But then also, you know, um, they had, you know, the dude that wanted to get, he wanted his, pe- his, his to be girthier. And so that involved injecting fat, you know, into it. And <sighs> it just never like, goes well, does it though? Well, just like, you know, some people will be like, I, I, it didn't look better to me. That's all I can say. And just mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I, I was just like, I don't know. It looks... Gave yourself a little tuna can there. <laughs> you know, do you remember those like... Is this part of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember those like... Already TikTok. The, I love it. Those fucking like... Su- those those gel filled tubes that had the hole in the middle that you like tried to grab and they would like yes. slip, right? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. That's, that's what his penis looked like. Right. So yes. I'm not saying I... that like... The ones with the sparkles in them? Yeah, I remember those. Definitely Uh just sparkles. Yeah. No sparkles, obviously, but just imagine. They're like a weird Mobius strip. They're just like (laughs) inverts on itself over and over. Yeah. So imagine if you put skin over that. Mm. It's a good mental image. (laughs) I'm imagining the glitter, too. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of glitter, skin, (laughs) hair follicles. It's part part of the injection, so it like shines. (laughs) Yeah. Part of my penis enhancement surgery is I want to ejaculate glitter. Mm. Can you can you make that happen? <laughs> I, need my- I want I want my <laughs> orgasms to be more festive. <laughs> See, that's a market that someone needs to get into. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. I mean, I want to do more research into it, but I heard about you know the bad butt implants, bad thigh implants that were making people blind and even kill like almost killing a couple people. Do you hear about those? Brazilian butt lifts. Is that what it is where they're injecting all the the goo? Yeah. And it leaves you with the weird with the weird cement cement truck ass instead of a dump truck ass. Well, there's that. That can happen, right? <laughs> but then there's also ones where it leaches chemicals and it makes the person go blind if they don't get it out within a certain point. So it reminds me like when I was hearing and I want once again I want to do more research on this, but it reminded me when I heard of it of the remember when Tobias in Arrested Development gets the hair plugs and <laughs> yes. his body is rejecting the hair plugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he could reverse it by just simply taking the hair plugs out mm-hmm. and he's refusing. And they're all like bleeding individually. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> image. You're just like, uh, I love that shit. But yeah. That's that's funny, and then they try to have the fundraiser for him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. wow, God, that show has so many good jokes, just like little jokes that you can just miss. Yeah, and, and it's relentless—just shit that goes on in the background and, and through lines too. I think that's the best word for it—is relentless. You know? Yeah. With comedies and stuff like that, if you can do that in a comedy, you really give it longevity and rewatchability. Yep. You know? Yep. I don't understand how it's always sunny is so good at casting the extras because they always get these extras to just like play the most perfect roles. And there's, they always look so they even like take people that are like trying to be actors and stuff like that. And they just don't polish them up at all. And they just like, let them look normal. It's hella funny. I love it. 
But that show's dense as well. There's a lot of... It's been on since, what, a decade? 2008, 2007, I think. Or maybe even... No, I think it was 2004. Oh, yeah, because it, yeah, it came out when I was in fucking college, so... It might be 2005. Shit. We're going to look this up. This All is right. why we have the internet, and we're both on computers and stuff. Ask, ask Google, uh, duck, duck, go if you don't like being tracked and you like standardized results. Um, the, so the being tracked part doesn't upset me as much as, okay. So 20, yeah. 2005. Fuck. Oh boy. 20, it's 18 years. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes, makes sense. sense. We can do math. We're mathing. Mm. We math. Well, I forgot I was in college from 2004 to 09. I was like, yeah, I came out when I was in college, but when was that? Yeah. I definitely need to sample fucking tommy boy when he's like you know a lot of people go to college for seven years <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah they're called doctors <laughs> so, so good it's herbie hancock it's herbie hancock kill white oh that's black sheep yeah but i've dropped that one in a couple times <laughs> good <laughs> that's one of couldn't, my favorite bit i just couldn't be a more perfect uh scene that one I love that oh show. yeah it's one small step for man one giant <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> As a kid, that shit just like all washed over me. And yeah. then just and then just one day I was just like, dude, that is the funniest part of that movie. There's that whole like I was just yeah, I was too young to understand any of it. I didn't know what weed was when I first saw it. I mean, that's what that's what makes that shit so fucking genius though, because the performance has a level of physicality that appeals to everybody. So everybody thinks it's funny on like just the base level. Mm-hmm. But if you're aware of the references, it's funnier. And that makes it better as it gets older. Yeah, It might not quote unquote age well, but at least you get the shit later Yeah, instead of it going over your head, which is why I still revisit like Dumb and Dumber, you know, at least yearly. Dude, so good. Just big gulps, huh? Shit like that. <laughs> All right. Pretty bird. I was trying to, I yeah, I'm going to go, I need to go through that movie and pull a bunch of samples. That's one thing that I want to do eventually is so I've just been kind of been sampling shit as it goes for the episodes, right? I don't know if you've listened to any of them, but. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. You're welcome. I, I drop, yeah, just anyone. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. Just the fact that you clicked it. Thank you. Absolutely. Right? You got plays, bitch. Hey, put it in the background. Silence it. I don't care. You know oh. what I mean? I don't. This is... There you go. Put it on mute while you sleep. Exactly. And repeat. Run it I'll up. Repeat. <laughs> Run it up. Let's get let's get flagged for unusual activity. Uh, what was I saying before all that? <gasps> I, I totally forgot. Uh, I don't know. We were talking about Chris Farley, Tommy Boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So know. just physicality. yeah. The, the the media drops right. And yes. So I've just been going like as shit comes up, I just go and sample it. But one of these days. I want to go through a bunch of different movies and actually chop up a bunch of shit from it, like Dumb and Dumber, fucking uh, Uncle Buck. You know what I mean? Just just some classics. Yes. Just just really get get some gold out of it. I already have a, a sample list, but it's turned into each episode is like eighty to a hundred samples, <laughs> right? Lots, lots of references. <laughs> Well, the, dude, there's so many references. This last episode, it was bad because Rob was just ref like we we were going back on A24 movies and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, like I'll go through the movies and try and see if I can find any absurd clips. And some of them were A24 movies, and some of them were like old Robert Zemeckis movies or J.J. Abrams movies. Like we were just talking about a lot of fucking film mm-hmm. and like going through people's filmographies and stuff like that. So like. I had to go look up regarding Henry with Harrison Ford, which is like, I think it was a Robert Zemeckis. Point is one of those dudes produced it. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like, I had to like go see if there's any absurd parts. And so I end up watching like 30 minutes from each of these movies. You know what I mean? Trying (laughs) to find just one perfect little clip. And sometimes you can find it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes the movie is absolutely absurd. Like regarding Henry featuring Harrison Ford, which he, he like loses his, I think he gets like brain damage or something like that um, and loses his memory and his like ability to speak. And so he's like in a mental hospital and he's like trying to regain his, I don't know. It wasn't very good. The, this, the thing that I sampled was fucking 
I don't know. It's just bad movie, huh? It's just one of those things where it's it's not even if it's bad. It's that if you can find shit that's just absolutely absurd out of context, it's just gold for me. Mm-hmm. So let me. I'll just pull this up real quick and just give it to you. Hit, me. Hit, you Hit me. Hit me. Share the sound. Share the sound. Yeah, so I have like 960-something samples, right? All right, yeah. Get this man some Ritz crackers! Just, <laughs> just, it's so absurd. And it's got that perfect, like, 80s movie vibe where it's like, it, it almost sounds like it could be like... A very serious line. Yeah. Just, yeah. Get this man some Ritz crackers! Just like, why? The only yeah. thing that could save him right now is a Ritz. It's a Ritz the, cracker, it's yeah. It's a beautiful, golden brown, buttery Ritz cracker. Yeah, so the scene is ridiculous. So, like, the nurse needs to get him to talk, but he won't talk. And so he's he has his, his eggs, is what he says, but it looks like grits, right? But he takes, like, some red pepper flakes and just dumps a bunch in, like, a Tabasco and mixes it all in there, right? And then gives it to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford eats it, and then he, like, starts freaking out from the spice because you know how spicy Tabasco is. So spicy, right? So, spi- oh, so spicy. So spicy. It's why spicy. they have it in every restaurant. Exactly, right? It's spiciest hot sauce out there. Habanero, mm-hmm. step aside. Okay? Yeah, but so Harrison Ford starts freaking out, and then the, the, the nurse – I almost said waiter. <laughs> the nurse – is all like, tell me what you want. You know, I'll get you what you want. You just have to tell me. You just have to use your words. You just have to tell me. And he's just like, I want rich crackers. Like, it's just like, it's absurd, right? He's <laughs> just like, get this man some rich crackers. It's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. 50 cc's of rich stats. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, right in the vein. Yeah. So, yeah, I got, you know, I had to go through so many goddamn movies. And, and sample so many things, but it's fun. But it's turned into like eighty something samples. I gotta peep that one, the A twenty four one. Sounds good. That's just the most recent one. I think it's Areola Window to the Soul? Question mark. Right. right? Just came out. It's yeah. It's shit. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible, right? It's one yeah. of them. I think there's a lot of windows. I mean, you know, the 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 body being a temple slash house. Yeah. You know, duplex. Yeah. I mean, if the body the body is a duplex, if the body is a temple, I don't know if because if the body is a castle like, you know, old Europe, then they didn't have very many windows. Yeah, true. They were small and they were barred up or they were just holes in Mm. concrete in the in the concrete. Yep. (laughs) Turrets. Yep. You just throw people out of you're like, "Eh, I'm tired of you. You Just throw them out the window and then they just fall in the moat. Tired of you. Get fuck out. Never to be heard from again. Crocodiles. Dude, when people are like, I miss the old days when it was simpler, and you're like, what are you talking about? I miss pouring uh, boiling oil over the sides of our castles. And mm-hmm. Sounds great. Stripping, stripping the skin of our enemies. Yeah. I miss back when the, <laughs> you know, the expected age, or the average life expectancy was 32. I'm nostalgic for the medieval era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, there's this actually, so I'm in a statistics class right now. You were just talking about doing math. And there was this chart that was pretty cool, and it was a visual thing. And it was just, yeah, average life expectancy and how many, chi- like, average children. It was showing that, you know, as you had more kids, you know, life expectancy goes down, right? It was what it was, what it was showing on the, the graph. It's, like, still with a constant, you know, if you have seven kids or if your country has seven kids on your average, you're probably you know, boring, you're stressed as fuck and you're going to, your heart's going to explode when you're young. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But so each country was a dot, right? And each dot was like as big as its population. So, but you could hit play on it and it was like from 1700 to now and all the dots would move as their countries like gained population and life expectancy moved and the the average baby amount of babies moved and stuff and yeah it's just crazy everything everywhere was like right around 13 or around 32 to 45 average life expectancy for like across the board every single country and then modern medicine hit and it really started to like change and everything but it was like it's pretty cool to just see like this little chart of just math but if you know the story behind it you could be like oh modern medicine oh world war ii bump you know just everything yep. like tanks and it, it it's pretty crazy just like all these little things correlation and causation 
Yeah. Do you ever avoid something for like your whole life and then you find out that you're actually really good at it? <sighs> if I have, I haven't found it yet, but I hope so. I hope it's some part of art. Maybe I'll start like painting or some shit and be like, oh shit. Oh shit, you're a savant, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I'm a savant with math, but you're good at it. But I'm good at it. But also it's one of those things where I'm good at it but I don't want to do it. Absolutely. Right? Well, I mean, yeah. but, but stats is fun because stats has stories, right? And stories drive everything. Stories are the most interesting thing. That's why we watch movies, that's why we watch radio or listen to radio. That's why we watch TV. We all want stories. Yeah, and also being literate about statistics, you could kind of see the bullshit that news outlets and other places will use statistics to further or they'll just like you know present them in such a way where they tell one story like you said rather than the actual story infographics and shit yeah problem with that being that then I just have one more way to see through the bullshit right yeah and one then more thing to worry about yeah and your life expectancy goes down yeah exactly <laughs> then all of a sudden yeah i always say that my stress manifests in my eyebrows because i have like these super fucking long white hairs I, get, I mean you probably have them too with your i get them in my beard yep. you get them in your beard okay yeah. so i get really long white ones in my eyebrows and i look like the guy from fucking gladiator with like the <laughs> you know the twiddle i just Everyone knows what I'm talking about. That movie's been out long enough. It's owl-esque. Yeah. Uh, definitely horned owl f- vibes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of my stress just goes through there. I just lose lives and... Or I mean, lives. Years of my life. I'm like a cat losing lives. I'm down to two! Be tired of every year. It's just like, all right, well, another game starts. Here, have another life. Here's another life. You did well this time. One up. You're rich. One You up. get ten up. Uh, what's new? What are you up to besides uh, working for um, commercial mar- marijuana? Marijuana cannabis. Um, I am trying to stay uh, sane. That's hard and creative. Okay, uh, and the creativity is helping me stay sane. Yeah. I am working on. I'm like forty five thousand words into like I guess what is a book at this point. Hmm. It's kind of like a semi-supernatural drug comedy based in my hometown uh and i'm actually gonna go up there in a month and do a little bit of research and have a nice little writing retreat because mm-hmm. i haven't been back in like a decade speaking of your childhood where's your hometown again it's this uh, uh it's this little borough called petersburg oh yeah in alaska on uh the island of mitkoff Mitkoff. So want to Google that, listeners? No. M I T K O F. Uh, yeah, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, uh, in the Inside Passage of Alaska, southeastern Panhandle. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm going back for like the the yearly celebration of its founding, which is no offense to Petersburg residents anymore, but pretty much the only time the town is interesting. Well, that's okay. Yeah, they don't want. Uh, they probably don't want people thinking it's interesting. They don't want people moving there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they're 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 fairly intolerant. I've been uh, I've been reading. I just well, I'm just about done reading this book about Israel Keys. Are you familiar with Israel Keys, serial killer from Alaska? Uh, no. Let me know. Oh, it's great. It's called America. It's called American Predator. But and obviously he's 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 uh pretty sure dead at this point but he he didn't just kill people in alaska though he killed people all over he killed people in washington state killed people in fucking texas and florida new york vermont like all over the places he had fucking kill kits buried right he was like the jay-z of serial killers okay jay-z never wrote his raps down and he had everything memorized right and he'd just be coming up with shit on the spot and just be very good with improvisation but also very planned out this guy, he had like a photographic memory, just like, you know, an insanely good memory and just would know where every fucking camera was in town, would like know the perfect way to go in and out of places without being seen, like where to like park everything. Right. And he had five gallon buckets buried all over the country, like Home Depot buckets with like his kill kits, you know, just like all sorts of the shit that he needed. If you know, uh, just bug out bags, dude, everywhere. Just, 
absolutely mad, absolute insanity. But, but he ended up in Alaska. Yeah. He's yeah. his that's his most famous place of residence. That makes well, sense. Most people in Alaska he, are like either running from something, trying to hide. Exactly. That's that's where he he was yeah. that's where he was living when he murdered his last victim and then went on the run. Which actually I don't know if it was his last victim because he could have killed more people on the run right. because he was really good at like dropping off the grid, like like his cell phone would like, you know, turn off and all that. And stuff. when you and when you murder people that are also off the grid. I would imagine it's pretty simple fixings. Yeah, but he wouldn't kill people off the grid. Like he would specific, like the end of the book, it's talking about how he would target like single mothers and their babies in parking lot, in parking lots in broad daylight of malls. Right. So like complete, like you would not expect it whatsoever. Right. And like there were multiple instances where like, Someone saw like a car running in a parking lot and it was like, you know, dead mother, dead baby, like shot in, in this car still running. And, you know, and, oh. like the only reason they figured out those crimes, like, cause I think it happened twice, the double murder type of thing with that similar MO. The only reason they ended up finding out is because he ended up like not killing one of his victims. Um, like, like I think the first person he abducted. Um, and just like letting her go. And so she descri- she went to the police and described it, didn't actually see his face, but described the situation and stuff like that. After they caught him, they realized that that was probably, they were like, oh, this sounds exactly like this fucking crazy dude's MO. And that was like in Florida. But he would, he knew all about jurisdictions and confusing police officers and just like everything, absolute insanity. And it just makes me think like this dude, he essentially wanted to get caught, right? Just want, he was just like, I'm done with it. You know what I mean? He just got tired, right? But what about the ones that don't get tired and are that smart? It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we only know about the ones we catch. Yeah. We don't know about the smart ones. That's <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, there's probably way more out there than we're willing to admit. I mean, mm-hmm. just this simple amount. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you've been noticing it lately, but I've been noticing just on social media in general, a fuck ton of like missing people posts. I have not. Just tons in the last two weeks, like double digits at least. Just people sharing this person is missing, this person is gone or whatever. I don't couple of them have been found, but like... Found like okay or found not okay? Yeah, well, the the ones that were found were just kind of, they had, you know, some mental issue and just kind of like wandered off. Yeah. But Is this all, are you seeing all this stuff on like Facebook or something? Facebook. No, well, no, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but like Instagram and Twitter. Hmm. I don't know. I know that there's there's a bunch of different things that could be reasons. You know what I mean? It's very possible. It could be crime. Yeah. Could just be the overall pressure and mental health, you know, actually going down. And I don't know, a lot of people could just be given up. It's, it's as sad as it is, or as sad as it could be. Yeah, there's so many different reasons. Yeah. I think, I think everybody's mental health is just, unless you're, I don't know, maybe incredibly wealthy or something, you think everybody's mental health is just uh, cratered last couple of years. What, yeah. What I, else can we do? Even the wealthy, I mean, like, you know, you could be LeBron James or you could be Kevin Durant and stuff like that. And you could still wake up and be like, oh, is is Putin going to end it all? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And just like that doesn't that affects everyone rich and poor. Same. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another threat of nuclear war. Isn't that fun? So it's tight. It's, it's right? fun. It's fun. We get to, you know, we get to throw it back to our, how our parents felt, you know, get in another cold war in our lifetime. You know? Yep. Yeah, I wrote a paper back when about the military industrial complex and how there was a dip between World War One and World War Two, Great Depression, obviously. And the like the the real thing a lot of economists say that ended it was us entering World War Two. And those economists have the power or, you know, they had the power back in the fifties. And then that's why we entered the Cold War in Korea and in Vietnam and and we've been at war ever since World War Two. You know what I mean? It's just like it it put in. So I remember talking to I think Wiz and he was just like, yeah, you know, I have no doubt that you know he was just speculating on the possibility of us entering this as a proxy war and like really helping out and stuff like that. And I was like, oh well, I was like, yeah, I mean, our military operates under 
like if they want to keep getting more money, which they, you know, they operate like a corporation, which is fucking crazy. You know, it's just like, why do you need to keep spending more? You know what I mean? Whatever. Point is, that's a whole other discussion. But, you know, talk about the past here, man. Now we're talking about the future. Exactly. But yeah, (laughs) point is, we always have to be at war. Otherwise, they can't, you know, get as much funding as, as, as they want and stuff like that. So. And it also military industrial complex is alive and well. Well, I mean, it's like it is the nation, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. it's what we spend our most money on. That's for sure. Yeah, military, corporate. That that kind of that's that's usually a kind of a microcosm of what like someone cares about is what they put all their money to, right? Yeah. <sighs> I just want to get like rich enough to where I don't have to worry about my rent. Right. Yeah, that that would be ideal. <laughs> you know, that'd be ideal. That'd be good. Or you could just get free rent. So, sugar mothers out there, sugar mamas, what is up? I cook. I hit, clean. Hit, hit me on the hip. I give a great foot rub. <laughs> I go down on the first date. Come on, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I go down on the first date. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. Oh, that's funny shit. Here, hold on two seconds. I'm going to go grab my little dab utensil because I forgot that, but I'll be right back. Just my literal levels. Literal levels. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the little little desk mic. You know, it's not is quite. The MX, is that the MXL nine nine ninety? MXL V eighty eight. Oh, I got the nine ninety. Oh, nice. Shout out MX MXL uh, for getting my poor ass through probably three or four albums <laughs> before I got a road on a ninety dollar mic. Shout out. Well, this thing has got got me through every single album that I've ever done. And so, but the thing is, this is modded. There we go. Much better. Just trying to set it on. I I use a, uh, I use a mechanical keyboard. So I just have like the mic set on my actual laptop. So if there's any weird echo, you know what's up. Unacceptable. What is this? Yeah, I don't have a stand anymore. I got a bunch of shit jacked for me. Uh, a long time ago, like a bunch of stuff. So I how'd have... that work? Well, I it didn't really get jacked. Well, I don't know. Maybe it did. I don't know. It was when I lived with Beige. Okay. Um, and oh, I moved wow. and I and I it's moved out house. and I let yeah and I moved out and I left a bunch of stuff there and I never really went back for it because it was a it was a bad environment for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as you know, just disappeared and just stuff over the years getting you know taken here left there et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. at least it was a cheap mic right no it was a it was a road oh the road road nta2 yeah oh, okay i thought you i thought you meant so now i SM50. now i still have my mxl 990 so okay and it's still still going man still going fucking shit is like 15 years ago how much was the road uh like 230 something like that not bad it wasn't the craziest shit but yeah it was a newer road Roads, 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 roads. I mean, how many how many albums have you put out altogether, all in all through the years? See, you have this. You have smart. Like, oh, go ahead. Bo- like bodies of work, uh, like nine, ten, including like B tapes, EPs, albums, somewhere around that. Bodies of work, yeah. And I've contributed to so many more. You know, Got a lot of shit floating out there. Making new things <laughs> is not really in my wheelhouse right now, but if uh, I have something that I can send to you that I've already made, I'll, I'll most def, most def do it. Uh, I do have someone reaching out to me that I worked with a long time ago that, that wants to like pay me to get involved. I don't know if that's 
mixing or beats or whatever, but so I'm going to be doing something or other sometime soon, but yeah, money is a good uh, motivator. What can I say? Who knew? Money gets a lot of things done in our society. Yeah. That's kind of what it comes down to. Money and deadlines, you know, those are the things that really get the scoot in my boot. Yeah. Deadlines are definitely good. Um, I, I have been really bad about pushing deadlines lately and just like not doing shit until the end. And my life is just deadlines right now. Cause I have like these two podcast episodes that I'm releasing, you know, when now it's at least it was Saturdays and Sundays to start. Now it's Wednesdays and Saturdays. So I have, you know, an episode due each one of those days. I have homework assignments due pretty much every day. And it's just like, yeah, dude, I have so many fucking every day. It has like three or four deadlines in it. And I'm having a very hard time justifying wasting my time in any form in Portland. You know, they decided that everywhere is going to do construction all at the same time. And so like both of our, at least the main vein for us to get into the city is just like all fucked up now. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's real fun. Both yeah. of our main veins, there were two main veins from our, well, three, I guess, but two of them, one of them, they put speed bumps on, dropped the speed limit from 30 to 20 and put like these super rough speed bumps on it. And then the other one they're do they're repaving the road, but they just, it's all fucked right now. And so they close it from nine to five. Mm. They just close it. So it's like, yeah, it seems inconvenient. Yeah. Oh, all of the hours of the working day closed. Yeah. So anything that you have to do is either go a different route and then traffic is all fucked because all these other routes are like that, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's bazonga, but deadlines. Sometimes you just got to line them up, knock them down. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is everything's getting pushed towards the very end. I am in this uh, podcast class right now, which is cool. And I went there to like try to network with, I thought, who would be probably, uh, you know, more knowledgeable people than me. And I think I have more actual knowledge of like doing podcast work than just like everyone but two people. From experience of recording in. Well, just just from this podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Just from like 20 episodes. You know what I mean? Right, right. Just like, because everyone. A lot of people are really timid and they're just like, mm, I've been thinking about doing this for, you know, like years, like 10 years and blah, blah, blah. All these people are, you know, talking about these things. And I was like, okay, well, I've just been doing it. And they're like, oh, wow, you've been doing it. And I'm like, yeah, you just, I don't know. I just, it's, we all have computers. We all have microphones. And that's part yeah. of the thing the podcast class is telling everyone. It's like, hey, you can do this. You know, you could just use your phone. We learned about ambisonic recording uh, devices, which was really fucking cool. But they're like earpieces for blind people mm-hmm. that record, yeah, in, in a three six three hundred sixty degree spectrum, hmm. and so they're really fucking cool. But you walk around with them, and they sit in your ear. They're like you know earpieces, and they record everything as you hear it. And so when you listen to it back, it's like you are there, right? The cars are coming from the left, right? Because like, it's getting. And it's getting the all the reflections off the unique imprint of your ear and stuff like that. So you're it's exactly how you're hearing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so cool. it's really cool for you know ambient recording and stuff like that for texturing for things mm-hmm. like beats. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, if IG doesn't have these, like he needs this shit. You know what I mean? Because I know oh, he absolutely. Lo- I know he loves texturing and his beats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, they're meant for yeah for blind people. And so one of the things that, that my um, podcast teacher, she the her main experience was like documenting things through the perspective of a blind person, and then that's what like kind of pushed her into like audio mediums and being able to tell this blind person's story through podcasting and and all this stuff. Hmm. And so she's got some pretty cool perspectives and stuff like that. That's cool that they're using that technology to help out the differently abled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of really cool shit that that can help out, and I thought it was really cool to just be able to, because obviously when you listen to those ambisonic recordings, if you just close your eyes and stuff like that, it like literally takes you there, mm-hmm. and it's like it's weird. It's like you were, you know, besides the smells, obviously like that, but you know, it's like oh, it's like I'm sitting at a coffee shop in a corner in Budapest or something like that, and you just like you're hearing the different languages and like the people conversing as they're walking by and the different cars and just like. It's like really calming, you know what I mean? Um, some people obviously would find it like hectic and stuff like that, but I don't know. I found it really cool. I was like, oh yeah, 
was like, hell yeah, dude. This is on some, you know, on some nerd, nerd wave shit. I was very happy about it. That reminds me of this, uh, this customer I had a while back, a couple of years back or something, but it was this guy that had just, he either had just gotten it or was about to go get ocular surgery to correct colorblindness. Oh. And he came in and he was like, look, man, I'm about to be able to see the entire spectrum of color now. And I want some weed <laughs> that'll help me. <laughs> and so that was a cool little challenge. Yeah, that, that was dope. You're like, hmm, don't you love it? Okay, so so you're a bud tender, right? Do you, you tend yes. the buds and, and you help the customer? I tend the buds. I help the customer get as high as they want to be and where they want to be. I want to hear your stories and stuff, but I just think that like there are some times when it's like clearly some questions are being asked to the bud tender that they don't, they don't understand. They don't have the, the information for, and they just kind of BS it because they're yep. like a salesperson. Right. Yep. Happens all the fucking time. So obviously, right. You know, the good example is like the bud tender or the person comes up and it's like, Hey, what's your best weed right now? And the bud tender is just like, they have to kind of bullshit it and they, they go through like what they fit that they hear mm-hmm. is the best, but they're like, you know, I, I don't smoke or I smoke just oil, you know, or extracts or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, they're like, they have no, or they don't even smoke sometimes, which is appalling, but it happens. Yeah. Bud tenders that don't smoke, but it's a chef that doesn't eat man. <laughs> yeah. But, but what I'm saying that and like doing that, like anecdote story set up, right? I'm not trying to blame it all on bud tenders. I know that there are bud tenders that are obviously tired. It's just like any customer service job and stuff like that. But I want to hear some stories about like, what are some just absolutely absurd questions that the customer asks like you, like, bro, I want to like, you know, just, are, are there just like things where people are like, I want my weed to do this. And then it's like something that weed does not do whatsoever. But, and you're just like, yeah, I just recommend this or I want I want it yeah. to taste like this, etc. Yeah. There's there's a certain class of people. It's usually older women for some reason. Oh hell yeah. But they give you but they give you this like <laughs> impossible list of shit. And it's not even impossible because it's impossible, but it's contradictory. So they'll walk up to you and they'll be like, I want some weed that gives me a lot of energy, but also relaxes me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? If I have energy in me, I'm not really relaxed. I want to go do things, right? Does that like that make sense? So I have to end calm up calm energy. Zen. Yeah, calm energy. Yeah. I have to end up whittling it down to something like, um, are you needing to get stuff done or something? Because I can give you something focused, but it's not gonna like relax you by any means. Like that is that that doesn't really that doesn't really work. And then there's, you know, idiots that want, you know, I call them number crunchers. You know, they just want impossible amounts of THC. And then I have to explain to them that, no, they can't have flour that's 50% THC because the biomass would not (laughs) be able to sustain itself if it was 50% of one compound, you know, like it's, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of science to it, which I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't mean to toot my horn or anything, but you know, cause I take this shit seriously because I have an ability to ruin your day if I want to, or if I fuck up, you know, if I don't pay attention, if I give you the wrong thing, you know, you're going to hate me. <laughs> I don't want anybody to hate me. I want everything to be groovy, uh, man as as a weed person would say but like push a seat yeah it's 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 interesting i feel like i'm not really bitter about it maybe i am a little bit <laughs> but like the the tip structure for but uh, for bartenders to bud tenders i feel like bud tenders if they're good at their job they have way more knowledge and ability to service than a bartender does because everybody knows what they want to drink right for the most part, unless you're going to a mixologist, hard quote signs, quotation marks, uh, and going and going like, I like sour things and I like this liquor. Now make me something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most bar, well, mo- most places serving alcohol don't create the recipes for the drinks 
or yep. they and they don't create the syrups and, and infuse the alcohols and things like that. Right. There are places that are like that, but a lot of times the bartending, it's you know, not to disparage what being a bartender is, you know, because there's so much more, but a lot of times it's just cracking beer, mm-hmm. serving it, obviously dealing with drunk people, cleaning up right. after people, all totally. all of the above. But I mean I could hate I could hate on the tip system for what restaurants all day. You know what I mean? Like as a cook. Yeah. Right. And they're just yeah. like, oh, well, we'll pay you 16 an hour. And and the wait staff only gets 13, you know, 50. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that 250, that makes up for the extra tips. Right. And then the wait staff doesn't tip you, even though you're giving them all the food and you're plating it. So it looks good. All they're doing is walking. I mean, and once again, I'm not. <laughs> wait, wait staffs do so much. Right. They have to deal yep. with people. I've, 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 I've done some waiting. I've done front of house stuff before. There's a mm-hmm. lot of energy that goes into just dealing with people and pe- white people that don't know what a quesadilla is, right? That happened when I was working at this Tex-Mex place, the Matador. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I loved all my white staff and stuff like that. And apparently, like, all like the tips would go through. I don't know. No one ever cash tipped me out, I don't think, at any of the restaurants I've ever been at. And if they did, it was always a really small amount. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, you, you know, you don't just i don't know i just it's like i'm working my i'm literally the amount of sweat and caloric output that i have to do yeah to get all of these tables their thing like to get all of these tables their food mm-hmm. and you just have to like take care of a couple of them and you guys don't even tip me i, I don't know it's just like dude like this oh, it's, is it's it's dumb as hell because they're it's it's predicated the attitude is like predicated on the assumption that without the human to human aspect of it you don't deserve tips or something like that like if you aren't a face you don't deserve tips if you're just back of house you're doing a job like a job that's your job it's just a job yeah but that is your job is the reason that there is other jobs in the first place well i mean it's it's the fact is that we're it's two sides to the same coin right like if if I don't have a wait staff, then my food just sits there and then it gets cold and then we have unhappy customers that don't want to tip at all, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like I need people that it is a symbiotic relationship. I just think that the tip system, it's like a lot of people are like, Well, I don't agree with tipping. And it's just like, Well, actually I agree with you there, but we live in a system where these people aren't really getting the wages that they deserve, and so tip them fucking well. Yeah. That yeah. being said, I always want like it just really upsets me when I'm at a restaurant and I'm like tipping, you know, 33% or 25% or, you know, whatever and I know that like it's just all going into that waiter or waitress's pocket when I'm trying to tip the cooks. Yeah. Like I want to tip the cooks. Why is there not an option for me to tip the kitchen? Yeah. Like Put an extra thing on there, right? I'll tip the wait staff 25% like still, and then I'll tip, well, <laughs> tip the wait staff. Hold on. I yeah. hold, hold on. I can't, oh, I can't, I I can't be math. opening, I can't be opening the door to 50% tips every time. No, I, you know? <laughs> no, 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 but I do like, let's say I ain't balling that hard. No, you do like 18, 18, you know what I mean? Point is. Yeah. But, you know, that's like a half, that's a good tip for both. But like, why is there not an option at restaurants like to tip the cooks? And then the reason that the restaurant tours always say is like, oh, well, we, we, you know, pay our, our kitchen better. And it's like, you don't really though. And then the fact that like, they still get a super small amount of tips means that they get taxed more. So that was always a thing that would happen. It's like, I'd get like 70 bucks a week for working four to five days in these kitchens. And then because that, like my ta- my taxes went up a bunch because if you're getting tips, you get taxed way more. And that's always the thing about it. Then if you're working overtime, you get taxed way more. So it's just like, well, what the fuck is taxation is theft. Dude, seriously, I'm trying to work for, I know it's ridiculous, but <laughs> it's, I'm trying to find a job that I can have the creative model. Right. Because there's there are a lot of companies that subscribe to the fact that, like, we're not going to give our company hours. Right. And we're going to give them unlimited vacation time Mm -hmm. and we're going to pay them super well. Yeah. And they're going to be way more productive. And it's like that shit actually works. Right. 
You know, and people for the most part don't abuse the shit. And if they do abuse it, you know, that's that's a conversation. But it's like for the most part, people don't abuse these things. I don't know. Like I am a workaholic. You know what I mean? I'll work my ass off for a company if they like reward me for my creativity and like. Oh, yeah. You know, just tell me that I'm good. You know, just just tell me that I'm good. Tell me I'm worth it. You know, yep. my, my parents didn't. I need someone to, you know, and I'm just a big baby walking around. I think my quote, I, I kind of want to get this like tattooed on or I'll probably have this on my tombstone. But I'm a man who is a boy, sometimes a man. Just, I think that that's the best way to describe it, right? I am yeah. a man, right? Chisel it in there. I'm a man who is a boy because, you know, up here, I'm a small child. I'm a boy. But, but I'm a, but I, who is a man, right? Because mm-hmm. once again, I'm, do not look like a boy. I might have a <laughs> tombstone. <laughs> Although I'm not going to be buried. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be thrown to the wind. Thrown to the wind. Hell yeah. No, actually, I'm, I was doing, so I did a class on, a sociology class on uh, death and dying, right? And I got all excited and I was like, oh, death and dying, cult issues, right? First off, false advertising on that fucking class. We didn't talk about one cult issue. I'm fucking pissed about that now that I think about that, because that's the whole reason I signed up for the goddamn class. Secondly... I was like, you know, looking over the lesson plan and stuff like that. And all. I was just like, what the hell is this? And I like started to write up a really angrily worded email to the teacher. Like, what the hell class am I in? Right. And then I looked up the definition of sociology and I was like, oh, I guess mm. I didn't know what sociology is. And I was like, I don't like sociology. <laughs> I just ju- I think I this fucking is- hate people. Well, this is, it's, dude, it, oh my God. So we're doing the sociology of death and dying. There's nothing about fucking cult issues. And it's just like, it's pretty much a, a gerontology class. Mm. And not don't get, for any lack of like death and dying in cults. Not, I mean, I wanted to learn about cults, man. Okay. Yeah. But I learned, Who point doesn't? Is, I'm angry about it. But at the same time, I did retain a lot of quality information. And one of them is how much fucking money it costs to die mm-hmm. and to, to dispose of dead people. And so it's like, that's a whole nother predatory industry, dude. It is insane. Right. And yeah. it's just like the cheapest possible funeral. You know, I mean, I, I think they touched, they touched on it in the, in the big Lebowski, right. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to get uh, Donnie's ashes. What's this? Yeah, that's for the urn. Don't need it. We're scattering the ashes. Yes, so we were informed. However, we must, of course, transmit the remains to you in a receptacle. This $180. It is our most modestly priced receptacle. Uh, well, well can oh, just, $180? Uh, they range up to 3000 Uh, we're, uh... <clears throat> Can't we just rent it from you? Yeah. So this is a mortuary, not a rental house. We're scattering the fucking ashes! But just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sad! Sir, please lower your voices. Man, don't you have, you know, something uh, else we can put them in, you know? That is our most modestly priced receptacle. God damn it! Is there a Ralph's around here? Yep, and they're just like, dude, it's like, we'll bring a fucking receptacle. But point is, like get cremated all of these different options they all cost thousands of dollars if you don't do anything if you don't plan your death ahead of time like people like if you have kids they fucking take on that debt they have to pay for it they take on your debt unless you fucking deal with it right all of these things it was just like jesus christ and i look when i found that out i looked at selena i was like am i gonna have to take on all my dad's debt when he dies because my my stepmom is racking his debt up just crazy debt right Mm -hmm. i was like shit am i gonna have to take all that when he dies and she's like you're not the oldest i was like oh my god thank god i'm the youngest i'm the youngest child Woo! right Mm -hmm. i'm gonna woo. same same here baby i do not want to like be cruising into 60 thinking i'm gonna retire and then just all of a sudden then be like oh yeah so you owe five million dollars because in like credit card bills because your dad and also you have to pay for your dad's you know funeral and all this stuff She'd be like, Jesus Christ. Not what I want. Point is. More debt. More debt. 
Dude, you got to plan your death, right? You have to plan your death. You have to plan your living will and your will. Like, I still haven't done it. I, I learned that I have to do it, but I still haven't done it. It's ridiculous. Point being, the only option for you to not be out of pocket by simply dying, the only option is to donate your body to science. Dude, take it. I'm sure there's some wild That's what I was saying. I was like, fucking take that shit, right? I'm sure there's some wild shit going on in here that they would love to see. Yeah. I'd just be like, well, this is, you know, a lot of marijuana usage. Exactly. And more stress than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Why does his brain look so weird? His brain's all, like, (laughs) torqued. It's all smooth. Where are the wrinkles? Where are the folds? So, yeah, that's the point is put it in your will that you want your body donated to science. Because if for whatever reason, you know, you fall in love, you like get married, you don't want your debt or like just even the fact that like I don't want my debt like for knock on wood, anything happens to that, you know, I don't want to have to like obviously I'm dead. So it wouldn't really matter to me at that point. But it's just like I don't like the concept of like passing debt along to someone that you care about. You know what I mean? Just cause you died. It's like, Hey, I'm dead. And you got to deal with that grief. And also here you go. Here's a yeah. bill. <laughs> that should be the one thing you can take with you is your debt. Dude, seriously. Figure, like figure that shit out other time. So you can, there are a bunch of ways that you can figure it out, you know, and the rich people obviously know all the ways and you just like donate it off to a bunch of different things. And you can have under a certain amount of point or like shit. Like Selena was doing her taxes and she got all upset about uh, self-employment tax. Like that mm. shit's crazy because she's she, she's her own photographer and she's like, what the fuck? Self-employment tax? And then was oh, looking it's, into... It's horrible. It, I, I did it for a... I did it for like a four-month stretch between semesters at Western and it was like 31, 33% for self-employment tax. It's insane. Like you're barely scraping by the entire time because you're self-employed. Like I was doing graphic design, shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, come April, you're like, wow, I'm historically poor now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the system essentially essentially incentivizes you to steal from it. It's Uh like the cons, the, the, the way I always say it in restaurants, right? It's like, if you don't give your employees a lunch, like a free lunch, then they're going to steal the food. Right. So it's just one or the other. You give them a free lunch Mm -hmm. or they steal more food overall than it would be if you gave them lunches. Yeah. Right. And it's like I remember I was working at this uh, this spot and they refused to give us a shift meal, but they would give us a shift drink. And I like got I got into it. All right. with, but with the with the owner and I was just like dude you're just promoting alcoholism you're getting not you're like you're fucking making me work a 10 hour shift and I can't have a fucking sandwich at the end of the day <laughs> like you just were giving me beer and telling me to bring my own food like like this is just bullshit right and then they just always the restaurant it's the one thing is like people are always like eat local eat local eat local right and I'm just like okay but I'm gonna vet my local place real hard because local places often don't have that heavy spotlight on them that corporations have. And I'm not, I'm like, for the most part, you can say that corporations are blanket bad, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of local places that are super abusive. Yeah, giving you a, giving super you a full, abusive full to their show, staff. Man. Horrible full ownership tonight. groups. And it's just like, if you knew that person, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to put money in that person's pocket. I don't want to support anything that they do. And then, so that's like my thing with local businesses at this point is just like, I'm pretty careful about who i'm Mm -hmm. supporting you know because like there was an example like we were in seattle one time and i think it was this barbecue spot that we were going to go to and i looked at their instagram and they had a bunch of things where they were donating meals to the uh, seattle police department and i was just like no i'm good (laughs) like they're putting it on their instagram and shit you know what i mean it's like one thing if you guys want to like you had like some law enforcement history in your family, right? Like I have military history in my family, right? You know, I have a soft spot for, for veterans when it really comes down to it, when I'm thinking about, you know, like the plight that, and obviously, but you know, the military just sucks. And so it's, I don't know. I'm frustrated and I'll rant all day. Things are bad all over, man. Yeah. This cat's uh 
he's 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 hanging out hey you got the butthole bandage he's shameless he's just like i'm gonna be an internet star i'm gonna go go viral yeah cat buttholes are the real uh troll of the zoom era right everyone's just like oh it's so cute oh that's gross and cats are always just like hey look at it look at it look at it <laughs>